The show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yay! When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm Ross Blotcher, and we are back with more about urine. This is not any accent at all. You're in for a lot more information about pee therapy. Yeah. Or orin therapy yes. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i've been reading a lot about micturating about peeing about mm-hmm. drinking that pee doing other things with that pee and i kept noticing people here and there who would say people orin o-r-i-n mm-hmm. instead of urine with a capital o mm-hmm. and i thought oh what is this and so i looked it up i did put orin therapy in our keywords on the last episode oh very good very thank good you. thank you i just saw that it was another common name for it but please tell us the end yeah, one of urine therapy. <laughs> one popular website in the urine therapy world is AquariusTheWaterBearer.com. Whoa, okay. So they've got a page on what is urine. It is the corrected English common usage for urine. Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> corrected because they like it better oh. and it sounds better. Okay. Distilled waters, corrected sound. Urine is not urine. Urine is orin. Orin is a kind and subtly powerful audio experience. Urine is a cold, scientific, and vulgar sound. To begin saying the sound orin, your mouth must form the same shape as when you begin making the sound aura. To begin saying the sound urine, your mouth must form the same shape as when you begin making the sound yuck. (laughs) It gets better. Urine is the waste product of slaves. What? Orin is the mighty beverage of the gods. Okay, I think we're overselling it now. We get other ways to spell it, like with an A-U or a Y mixed in there, but it's Orin, usually O-R-I-N. Bizarre. It's the sound that matters, not the spelling. Right. The sound ur refers to low vibrating darkness and garbage. Ur is the name of the first slave city. Earth what? is the name given to an enslaved planet. What? But Earth is how slaves are registered instead of just being born. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it keeps going. To Erds are the feces of slaves. Murder is what happens to slaves. What is happening? <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm trying to think of a counterexample here of a bad word that Orin sounds like, and all I like to give is orange. See, there's such nice words. Or- They've got a point. Orifice. Oh, they list. Or- <laughs> oh, there you go. Orifice. Organ. It's really a urifice. So there you go. Now you know it's orin therapy. Wow, this is really doing something for someone. Just had to throw that in because that was pretty entertaining. That's nuts. So last time we talked about some of your experience with urine. We both drank our own urine. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. And I didn't tell my personal urinal story. Correct. And uh, we've got a lot more to talk about. One thing I didn't tell you when we were talking about my journey was that um, I did take audio as I was going on my little amble through the urine protocol. It's mostly me being grossed out, but the first time I peed on the back of my hand. With the urine therapy, so I have to pee onto my hand and then smell the back of my hand. That's my first task. 
Okay, smelling the back of my hand. It smells like urine. And then, um, then I had to take a, a, my first drink. This is the moment I've been dreading for, uh, six months. Okay, here we go. Smells more like cringe juice than pee. That's good. Oh, man. Okay. One, two, three. Do you get most of it down? Yeah. Not great, but more like salty prune juice than pee. My stomach's definitely turning, but I don't know if it's because I know it's pee. Or, yeah. Um, I feel disgusted and right. a little nauseous. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. How do you feel? Uh... I feel uh, concerned for you. <laughs> Do you want a kiss? Uh, no, I'll wait for you to brush your teeth. Super disgusting. These are edited for time, by the way. Yes. Uh, Carrie doesn't pee super fast. Yeah, no, I, I pee a normal speed, I think. You never know. How? What would I compare it These to? These aren't the sorts of things we compare yeah, gosh. with people. This hey, is important. How long did you pee this morning? Yeah, I do think I probably have a bit of a short pee because I pee often. I guess guys would know because we often stand next to each other oh, there at you go. urinals. Uh-huh. <laughs> My second... Slaves pee in urinals. I guess so. So yeah, then I had a second drink. God, really terrible. One, two... Okay, not as bad this time. And then a third. Oh, this one isn't so bad. And as you can tell, I'm starting to get, you know, more and more used to this. And then finally this morning I said, uh, oh, I, I woke up with a headache. Um, maybe I'll try to cure it with urine therapy. So I Googled urine therapy headache mm-hmm. and found mostly people being like, Man, I've been getting a lot of headaches while doing urine therapy. Ah, interesting. But I did find one person who was like, oh, yes, the best treatment for a headache is to put like a tablespoon of urine in any mixer you want. Okay. So I put it in coconut water. All right. Bottoms up. One, two, three. Yep. That wasn't bad. If you're looking to do urine therapy, and why would you be? I can recommend mixing with um, either beer or coconut water. Uh, But for the love of God, probably not prune juice because you will shit yourself all day. Now, I'll tell more about this later, but I've spent a lot of time on forums with urine therapy aficionados. Mm Mm-hmm. 
aficionados. Ah, good one. Hearing them share their various wisdom about their experience and how best to use these. And there's a wide variety of opinions on everything. So so I think you could find someone saying, oh, if you got a bit of a headache, you just need to drink a lot more. Yep. Or then someone else will say, really, you should take it easy and start lightly. Someone will say, oh, add some water to it. Others mm-hmm. will say, no, you want to age it so it is less watery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sure, I believe that you found one that said mix it in with something else where other people would probably say that's terrible don't do that i'm sure that's right but you did it yes and your headache went away right away uh no it didn't go away right away but you know but you know i don't have it now okay so hey maybe it was the urine all right chalk one up for urine (laughs) so i started as i was reading your own perfect medicine that i talked about in episode number one of this series. Mm-hmm. Now we're number two. That's no, not as funny. I get, it. I get it. It's pretty funny though, because it's still poop. So one thing I wanted to try was this book kept talking about eczema and how it could heal eczema. And I have eczema on my right foot. Right. Diagnosed by a doctor. It's set in right after our fire walking adventure. Probably a coincidence. Probably. It's almost three years I've had this. What? Now. Wait, we firewalked three years ago? Yeah. <laughs> right? Time Holy flies. Shit. When you're doing weird stuff all the time. It was New Year's of 2016. Wow. Yeah, crazy. Oh, that year was going to be a disaster. Personally? Oh, Trump. Oh, oh, yes. A big fan of pee, apparently. (laughs) Right. So I thought, okay, well, maybe then this urine can help with my eczema. I'm going to drink my pee, but I will also try bathing my foot. In urine. Surely this will do it. So it was very convenient because I had just bought a blue plastic basin from the dollar store Mm -hmm. for another project. And I thought, oh, I haven't used it yet. I'm going to soak my foot in this little tub of pee. Great. So that was the first thing I did. I peed in the tub and I stuck my foot in it. And uh, it's easy to do because you can just sit on the toilet with your foot in your pee. You're scrunching up your face at me. Oh, because it's just so gross. Sure. Yeah, it's warm at first. You stick your foot uh, in, in the fresh pee and that's kind of weird. And can then you it, smell it from that distance? Probably. Every now and then you get just a little whiff that uh, comes out like, oh, oh, that's right. Yep. Sitting in my pee. <laughs> it, you know, it, it felt kind of cool and refreshing. And I've got to say, cool and refreshing, you know, over time. Yeah, because I would sit around for a long time because you can read. Uh So I'd read a book on my phone uh, while I'm doing this or, you know, in a book. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you'd text me and say, I've got my foot in my pee. Yeah, I'd I'd say on average, I was usually soaking it for about 25 minutes. Oh, wow. That's a while. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes much longer. Is that what was recommended? Uh, again, you see a variety of things. Oh, sure. just a little bit will do so much. Right. Fresh pee is the best. No, you really need to use aged urine. So uh, <laughs> I'm reading all kinds of things. But yeah, I've got my foot in some fresh urine. So it, it does feel kind of nice. And I've got to say, I really did think, you know what? Maybe this will do something. I really did believe there's a good chance this could help with my eczema. Okay. So I would. What was your thinking there? You know, this is something new. It's got urea in it. I've been, re- yeah. okay. been reading all these accounts, these testimonials. Yep. And so I would roll my foot around, make sure the side got plenty of pee on it, and then kind of bend my toe knuckle over. <laughs> 
<laughs> Carrie's scratching up her face again. Anyways, that was my technique for doing that. And that was the first thing I did. May I point out, you mentioned urea, and that is one of the top components in like toner. Skin cream. Yeah. 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 Now we synthesize it, of course. We don't take it. Like, I think they used to get it from like horses and things. Mm -hmm. But uh, now they synthesize it. But yeah, urea will soften up your skin. Indeed. So the next day, I did the same thing. Just soaked my foot for a very long time. Then when I was done each time, I would pour out the pee into the toilet, take a shower, wash myself and the bucket. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep all of this out of my wife's awareness. Still? Well, this was these are my first days. Oh, right, right. But yeah, I've been trying to just make this not impact my wife's life at all. Oh, so okay. she just doesn't know, hopefully doesn't smell. I don't know. She hasn't let on or she's just been really gracious. Still? Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. She knows this is going on because we went to a party this past week where friends kept talking about, oh my oh, goodness, okay. I can't believe you did it. <laughs> she doesn't ask any questions. She doesn't say anything <laughs> about it. Like, I don't want to know. I think she's just overlooking it and pretending it's not happening. (laughs) Even after the first night and the second night, my foot felt really itchy. Sometimes, sometimes it'll be fine for a few days. Sometimes it'll really flare up. Sometimes, like, just demand to be scratched and then it'll open up. And oh, it's terrible. So both nights was still itchy. So it wasn't an immediate miracle. I gotta say. Okay. The third day was uh, Sunday. Okay. And I did the same thing, peed in the bucket. This time, for the first time, I tried just taking two drops and putting them in my mouth. And it was crazy how once it gets on your tongue, it just spreads out to your whole mouth. A lot of people, by the way, recommend taking it sublingually. That is a a frequent refrain, but I just put it on my tongue. and Yeah, you can just feel it spread out to your mouth, and Mm -hmm. it's almost a metallic taste. Yeah. It's hard to describe. Nothing really tastes like pee. But it really does taste the way it smells. I guess so. You all probably have an idea in your mind of what pee tastes like. You're probably right. It is about that, but, you know, still somehow worse than you could imagine. Did my foot soak for a while, took a shower. So so that was that. The next day, I made sure to drink lots of water. Thought, mm-hmm. you know, let's try to dilute this as much as possible. I mean, I normally drink water throughout the day, but want to have even more. This time I thought, okay, well, let's try putting some on my skin. And so I peed into the bucket and I put my hand in there and just dabbed my face. Well, more than dabbed. I got a lot of pee on my face and across my forehead and on my nose and oh my under my eyes, all over my cheeks and down to my uh, jawline. Did it smell? Oh, yes. Yeah, oh. I guess it had to. And it's right under your thing. nose. So this is where the phantom pee smells begin. Yes, yes. A- yeah, after, I know what you're talking after about. doing that, every now and then you'd think you'd completely soaped up your face and you were all done with this and then you just get a little whiff. Here, they're like, oh, no, where's the pee? Where's the pee? It's PTSD is what happens. (laughs) It's true, though. Well, nearly. I would think I smelled pee when I definitely didn't. But like some pee adjacent smell would crop up and my brain would be like, (gasps) pee, it's pee. Oh, no, it's not pee. It's not pee. Yeah. And I found I got super sensitive to the smell of pee anywhere. Yeah. Like other urine. I remember once I had to stop and pump my bike tire and I parked it up against a tree. But then I realized that I assume, I hope, a dog had peed in the gutter just uh a few feet away. And it was just so disgusting to me Uh because I could smell it so strongly. So I just had to pick up the whole thing and go somewhere else and do it. Yeah. Yeah, I won't do a a total play-by-play. But essentially what I would uh, 
uh, work into the habit of was every day I would pee into the bucket, put my foot in there for a long time, uh, also smear it on my face and let that sit for a long time. And every day I started drinking a little more. So I had kind of a sip after my two drops and then I had a gulp after that. And then the following day, I peed in this plastic cup that I have. And I hadn't yet gotten the message about the midstream pee. Ah, uh, right. So I just peed everything into Ooh, this cup. Way more bacteria. Yeah. Yeah. And as it was filling up, I was going, oh, no, it's going to overflow this cup. And uh-huh. it came up almost to the top. Oh, wow. You have a big bladder. I said, oh, that's that's my pee. So that was probably about eight ounces. Oh! <laughs> and so I just... I drank the whole thing down. Straight? That day, yep. Now, your book didn't tell you you had to drink it straight. Oh, it did. It said, do not mix it. Oh, I thought you said that it gave you the okay to mix it. Yeah, yours I, said that. Mine did, for sure. Yeah, mine did not. Oh, Mine okay. said it, it takes away the antibacterial properties to oh, mix okay. it. Oh, okay. And you can't do a homeopathic mixture either? They did say homeopathic is okay. 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 I figured that was a cop-out. It's I, not. It's as strong or stronger. Sure, sure. But I know what homeopathy is. So so I drank down that whole thing. Took me three gulps. Almost oh, retched on the second one. God, thank God I read the book that said you could put <laughs> juice in it. Thank you so much, the woman who sent me this book. (laughs) You told me about your book. So I had that in my mind. The day after that, I tried diluting it with water. So I mixed it. Again, I filled up a a full cup of seven or eight ounces. And then I brought in another cup. So now I have two pea cups. And I kept pouring out Uh maybe a fifth of a cup and then filling up the rest with water. I would drink Uh that. Then I would Put Add in another more. little bit. Real do the double-edged sword, though. Same mixture. Right. So, so you're like, it's, it's a little not as bad. It's but dilute, but now there's, there's more of it, of it and a ton of water by yeah. that point. So it got to be a bit too much. And I, again, almost retched on the second uh, full cup. Guys, <laughs> it is so disgusting. You are evolved to find this so repulsive. It's funny how that works. Yeah. It does get easier, I got to say. It, it does. easier over time. It does. The third day I woke up and I thought, okay, well, I've been reading about the pH balancing. Martha mm-hmm. Christie was talking about that a lot and measuring the pH of your pee. Yeah, so interestingly, th- this wasn't mentioned in my book. but uh, Okay. So I thought, well, let's go out and get some test strips. And I looked online. It looked like CVS should have it. Walgreens should have them. So I drove out to CVS. They didn't have those test strips. But I did get some cran grape juice. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, then I went to Walgreens. They didn't have it either. I ordered some online and it said it would come the next Tuesday. So I was like, all right, I'll start then. And then I said, next Tuesday. That's a while away, Ross. Don't worry. I will get you pH trips from Amazon Prime. But then they came about the same time as yours. So now we both have pH trips. We do. What a story. So I started using mine just today, actually. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you want to talk about your pH scores? Sure. So you told me that it's supposed to get more... Basic, basic as the day goes the day. on. So my pH should go up. Again, you you read these anecdotes from people and who knows how yeah, standardized that is. But totally. the person I read said that it starts usually around five and gets closer to eight towards the end of the day. Whoa. Very interesting. Okay. So this is only based on one day, but my morning pee was 7.25. Wow. Basic. 
My real basic bitch, yeah. Ross. Right next to neutral, which is seven. And then my evening pee, which you saw me take. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't pee in front of you, but I put it in a cup and did it in front of you. Uh, my evening pee was 6.75. Wow. So you're just right around normal water in your pH balance. Huh. That's interesting. Whereas mine stays acidic. So huh. early in the morning, it's usually about five. Uh-huh. And then toward the end of the day, like 6.5. Interesting. Yeah. I read something. This is Obviously wouldn't apply to us, but I read something that said your pee stays more acidic if you're eating a lot of meat. You don't eat any meat. That's interesting. I'm sure I'll hear it right and left from the urine therapy community now <laughs> about how I need to eat more fruit or more water mm, or something yes. like that. But, Could very well be. Oh, well, that's what my pee measured, and I was doing that regularly. I also want to note that in the last show, we mentioned the old myth that urine is sterile and said uh, it might be that way in the bladder, but it is not once it enters the urethra. Someone pointed out even in the bladder, not. Oh, really? Yep. Not fully sterile. Not sterile. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just FYI, in case anyone was like, I'm going to suck it right out of my bladder, drink it from there, poke and then a straw will be okay. into my bladder. Right. I mean, for the most part, I think it's fairly sterile, but it, uh, I mean, certainly most of the bacteria I'm sure comes from that urethral journey. I wonder if it's in special cases that, that it has some bacterial content, but that is very interesting. Anyway, so I I was really holding it that day as I was driving around those different places and I had to pee. So I got back home, peed, and this time I mixed it with the Cran grape juice. Oh, I bet that was lovely. That was amazing. It really masked the flavor. That was amazing. That was so good. I was like, this is such a good way to go. It's too easy. I can't do it anymore. Oh, no. So I never mixed it again with with juice. Because yours didn't say you could do that anyway. Right. 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 So that was my one holiday there. Thank you again, person who sent me this So since then, I've only skipped one day. Otherwise, every morning I have peed into a cup and now I do the midstream catch. It's usually about four ounces. Mm -hmm. You know, then if there's more, I just pee into the toilet. So not trying to impress anyone with the huge amount of pee I drink. So it's half a cup and I'll drink it down and then I do all these other things. So I've now, since I started, I have soaked my foot 14 times. Mm-hmm. in urine. Great. Oh, and that's another thing I started doing is everyone was talking about aged urine and how that's better for the skin and that'll heal you faster. So when I had that extra pee, I would often pee into a water bottle mm. that I kept hidden under the sink. Mm-hmm. And one day I came home and the sink had been kind of rearranged. So I was like, oh no, she might've seen it. Who knows? She didn't say anything. Oh, still no. She didn't say anything. <laughs> but yeah, I was collecting my own aged urine. And so I would start using, <laughs> Carrie's just cracking up over there. <laughs> This is like the, th- the one thing you don't talk about in your marriage. <laughs> it got, that's true. We talk about pretty much everything, but uh, <laughs> trying to save her. And so it kept getting more and more Asian. I would add to it and detract from it, add to it and detract from it. But by the end, I was dealing with week plus old urine that I would soak my foot in. Oh and God. it smells more. Uh For sure. Uh, Oh, the old urine. And I'm going to hear it again, but uh, I know you're not supposed to use plastic for any of this. Mm. You're supposed to use God's good glass. glass. God's good glass. That's how they store theirs in these mason jars or stuff like that. I'm sorry. I used a plastic container. Yeah. So I would bathe my foot with the aged urine. I would drink the fresh urine, and I would pour the aged urine on my face. Ah, see, somehow that's the worst one. I've got to say, on the face... Uh, my skin would feel pretty soft afterward. I, oh, I believe it. So, and I believe that. And I could feel it sort of tightening. So, I'll, I'll give a soft uh, thumbs up 
to, to peeing on your own face. Pee as a face softener. I bet there are other products that would do that, though, that have there are synthesized the urea. $3 toner I have in my bathroom. Okay. I was going to say pee is cheaper, but $3, not too bad. No, it's not bad. Okay. But I don't tend to do much to take care of my skin. Mm, and I okay. don't I don't normally feel my own skin. So I'm not sure if that was abnormal or not, but I thought, well, it feels oh, pretty soft. Very interesting. You don't soft. normally feel your own face? Nope. Huh. I don't. I wonder if that's a societal woman thing, but I feel like I know exactly how my skin feels uh-huh. to the touch every hour of this day. Yeah, like even when I'm shaving, I'm not spending much time touching my face. Anyway, huh. anyway. very interesting. So those were my routines and uh, did them many times, but my foot would have a good day, but then it would be crazy, <laughs> crazy itchy. Also, you just can't lose that sense of pee smell on your foot, yeah. especially with the aged urine. So I would, afterward, I'd wash my foot off. Sometimes I would give it a good scrubbing with soap. Mm -hmm. Still smelled like pee afterward. Yeah, I believe it. Right now, if I took off my sock, that foot would smell like pee. (laughs) Carrie has a disgusted look on her face. Which foot is it? My right foot. Your right foot? I'm going to do it. Okay. Okay, Carrie's not smiling. You know, it's not as bad as usual. Okay. So there we go. I've had most of today, and it's worn off a bit. But sometimes you, you take your foot out. Oh, pee. <laughs> That's real bad. I mean, already feet aren't known for being, like, wonderful smelling. So after having soaked my foot in urine 14 times, eczema's still there. Skin's still flaky and upset. Uh, so... At least not a miracle cure. Uh, And then I total up till now, I drank my own urine 17 times. Oh my God, that's a lot. Yeah. And I've put it on my face six times. And then, oh yeah, I also started the last minute. There were all these videos online. I've watched a lot of videos of people talking about their pee routines. I have too now. There were a lot of people talking about how you can clean your teeth with your own urine. And I remember thinking at the beginning, okay, well, no way I'm doing that. You sent me that video of that one guy. Yes, yes. (laughs) He like does it every morning and is like holding in your mouth for two minutes or something. So I did it for seven minutes each time. Uh, Of course you did. (laughs) So I've done it twice now. And uh, I think you're just into this now. It's too soon to know if it's whitening if it's whitening my teeth. But again, that would be a credible thing, especially if it were aged urine with more ammonia in it. Yeah. Okay. So I am wondering about that because I had a crazy symptom after our last recording. So Hmm. you know, we drank Mm -hmm. pee with beer. Yeah. And then, and I also swished and drank some of that just straight up pee, as you may recall. And then after you left, I went to brush my teeth, and my my teeth stung as if they were being electrocuted when I touched the toothbrush to them. Oh, weird. Yeah. And like, I usually use an electric toothbrush. Yeah. And my electric toothbrush felt like a dentist drill. Like I was being drilled without Novocaine. It was- And you've never had this before. It was like painful, but the pain wasn't even the worst part. It was more uncomfortable than it was painful. It was because it was like nails on a chalkboard or something. Like it was just like unbearable. So I stopped. I told Drew about it. And I was like, what do you think this is? And he's like, I don't know, your pee? I mean, it just seems so crazy. We're like, it can't yeah. be my pee, can it? It's, but That's pretty extreme. weird coincidence. Then I tried a manual toothbrush. I could barely brush my teeth. And it lasted for maybe two days and then completely stopped. Oh, that's strange. Well, I know. the only way to solve this is to swish pee in your mouth again and see if it happens well, again. I have good news, Ross. Yes. Here in front of us, we have a couple cups. Good news is a stretch. And inside these cups, we have a little mixture. It's Corona, but it's also a little bit of carry pee 
and a little bit of Ross P. Now, let me go on the record and say this was completely Carrie's idea. <laughs> That's correct. Much to my own consternation and my disgusted looks that I gave her. You don't have to drink it. No, no, I'm in. No, see? I'm, I'm doing it, but yep. I think maybe you're into this thing. No, 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 no. I think you you're into this. You are the weirdo. This. It is you. <laughs> <laughs> no, Carrie suggested this. Well, first she wanted me to drink her pee. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of really the motivation. And I said, uh... <laughs> and so she said, oh, wait a second. Wait a What if we put it together in a cup with beer? I said, all right, and just let the record show. Working backwards and being in a completely unscientific manner, I just Googled benefits of drinking someone else's pee. Yeah, uh, And yeah. was able to find something. It took a while. So I was going to say that my pee is my perfect medicine. Exactly. I, sh- I shouldn't be drinking your perfect that's medicine. That's what I thought. So, and I think that's why it was so hard to find. But I did find one site that said, if you have allergies, you can drink the pee of someone who doesn't have that allergy and they will have the antibodies you're missing. Well, you have some allergies. Yes, like I to do. Walnuts. Yes, I'm allergic to several nuts. And you are I'm allergic not. to nothing at all. And I am also allergic to fennel, which I have right here. Oh, wow. Okay. And I am not allergic to fennel. Great. So, so let's see if you are now immune after drinking our combined pee. Just before now, there's people- There's not much of it, I got to say. There's not a ton of the pee, but also uh, the homeopathic is supposed to be fine. So surely a tablespoon of each of our urines. I never thought it would notch. come to this in my life. I'm about to drink <laughs> someone else's pee. <laughs> At least it's your friend. Yeah, yeah. If I had to drink anybody's pee, Aww, it would be Kara's, but you'd oh, be number two. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Anyone with the first name C-A-R. Um, and I just want to tell everybody, though I am allergic to fennel, none of my allergies are life-threatening, so don't panic right now. Okay. All right. Ready? Oh, and you will get nothing out of this because nope. you're not allergic to <laughs> Yeah, anything. do I gain any allergies? Maybe. You know what? I don't have eczema. So hey, maybe I have eczema antibodies. If it clears up by tomorrow, I'm a believer. Okay, ready? Okay, let's do this. One, two. Wait, should I be uh, videoing this? You, you got a video sure. of me drinking. Okay, Yeah, we'll get you first. Okay. okay. So this is Carrie with a cup of our, um, our combined urine. Yes. My pee, Ross's pee, <laughs> this and is a horrible some Corona. Way, horrible way to introduce this video. We are in the middle of recording our urine therapy episode two. We have just established that by combining our urine... Carrie can perhaps lose some of her allergies. Like my allergy to fennel. She's allergic to fennel. I am not. So she is going to drink this and then see if she gets a reaction. Here we go. I should say we mix this in with a Corona. Okay. I think all the peas at the top. Bottoms. Oh, really? That's interesting. So it separates and floats to the top? I think so. Okay. Much luck to you. Thank you. I'll let you do it, and then we'll come back and do the final, because I feel like I need to have a couple seconds here. Hey, you want to grab that? that? Yep. Here's Ross, your okay. old friend Ross. All right. We got our urine mixed with Corona. Which is there truly the is not. It, there's probably a total of two tablespoons of urine, would it, be my guess. Yeah, it's not huge. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, right? The urine's at the top? Mm-hmm. And then it gets fine. Okay. Yeah, it was first gulp. Yeah. Okay. All right. How's your eczema? Still there, but we'll see. Okay, we'll, we'll see. We'll give it a couple minutes. Okay. I'll hand this back to you. Okay. So now that I've drunk Ross's urine uh, and he doesn't have an allergy to fennel, so obviously has the antibodies to fennel, I am going to eat some. Now, normally this makes 
my gums puff up. So we'll see if that happens or not. Immediately? No. Oh, it's so gross, too. It tastes like licorice. Oh, do you like licorice? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, like I black licorice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get a lot of people don't like it. Yeah. Well, you know, fennel tastes just like it. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if licorice is made from it or what. Maybe. Oh, hmm. bad. Okay. But not feeling anything yet. Now, the pee hasn't had much time to get into the body, but theoretically, it should be right ahead of that fennel. Oh, good point. Well, I hope my antibodies save your gums. Yes, thank you so much. We'll check back in in half an hour or something. But Ross, speaking of your lily soft skin. Yes. I have lily soft sheets on my bed. So do I. Do you? Well, my sheets come from Brooklyn. Oh, my God. Where do yours come from? That's where mine come from, too. Oh, hey. Oh, that's so funny. I was just bringing it up. No particular reason. Okay. Well, let's move on. (laughs) But actually, they also support this episode. That's right. Oh, no. Ross and Carrie is supported in part by Brooklinen, and they are the fastest growing bedding brand in the world with over 20,000 five-star reviews. Over 20,000. That's a lot of five-star reviews. Yeah, man. They sent us samples and I'm so happy about it. I mean, I'm still using the same ones that I've had for a couple years now. When did they send those to us? That's a good question. Yeah. We're still using Oh, you know what? I was in grad school, so I think it's been three years. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. I remember. I'm taking you back to 2015. (laughs) I'm walking towards USC. I get this email on my phone that's like, Ross and Carrie, Brooklyn and would like to sponsor an ad. Are you interested in receiving some sheets? And I I was like, ooh, okay, I got to pick the color. I got to pick the style. Yes, I see it perfectly. 2015. Okay. I graduated, so must have been. And they're still doing great, still keeping me warm, still keeping me comfy, still keeping me soft. Well, they must have been brand new then because they were founded in 2014 Ah. with the mission of bringing luxury sheets to everyday life. These sheets don't just feel great. They look great, too. They have different colors. They have different materials to choose from. It's really, it's true. They're they're handsome sheets. So brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Yes, you can get $20 off and free shipping when you use the promo code OHNO at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so sure you'll love your new sheets that they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all their sheets and comforters. Get $20 off and free shipping by using the promo code ONO at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code ONO. That's O-H-N-O. That's right. So that's been my adventure in personal partaking of urine. But after we published our first episode, my friend Wiley Schmidt that I mentioned Mm -hmm. in the first episode. Uh, He listened. Great. Hi, Wiley. He had a lot of thoughts. Okay. So first of all, Wiley wants to clarify that he didn't just go to middle school with me. He went to a different school or other schools for freshman and sophomore years, but then he came back. Okay. See, now when you told me the whole story, the part that I had the biggest problem with was not him drinking his urine. It was Mm -hmm. like, wait a minute. How many years did you actually go to school with Ross? Right. (laughs) So he is correct. I pulled out my yearbooks. Yes, he was there junior year. Senior. And- you know, that sounded right. I thought, oh, okay. Yeah, I just, I remembered at least a discontinuity. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe I'd made up memories of him later. But no, he was there later years of high school. So let, okay. let that let be clear. the record show. Also, I had posted something he shared with me about the Flat Earth Movement. Uh-huh. And I had shared it on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And I had said, oh, I've got a friend of mine who's following the Flat Earth Movement. And he sent me this. Check it out. 
long before we did our investigations. And he thought the way I said it made it sound like he was a flat earther. Oh, yeah, the word following. So if anyone has seen this two-year-old post, just to give him more credibility, you should know he is not a flat earther. Yeah. He doesn't believe that. He thinks that's crazy. Okay, got it. Okay, so let's get that clear. Yeah, he he just thought he was ill-served by how I described him on the podcast. And so he had a lot to say about that. So I would get these Facebook notifications that Wiley had written me. Mm-hmm. Let me show you what these messages look like. Okay. Uh, a similar thing I ran into once where I realized, oh, the word follower is very vague that way. Yeah. I, so when I, I used to work in animal rights, and one time for an animal rights stunt, I had to go up to actually Harold Camping, the doomsday prophet. Yeah. I had to go up to his office in Oakland and uh, do some media up there. And I genuinely wanted to show like, I really am a Harold Camping fan, which uh-huh. I am. I had been listening to him since like, the year 1999, of course, much more voyeuristically than a lot of his fans. Sure, but still, sure. I loved him. You're a so, follower. Yeah. So then I got interviewed by local media and I just didn't even think about it. I just said like, well, I've been following him for over a decade. And I kept using that verb. I've been following him, not thinking like, oh, he's a religious leader. Following him can mean <laughs> a totally different thing. And yeah, so then when the cameras turned off, uh, one of the reporters said to me like, so you really believe this? And I was like, no. And he's like, what you just you just said. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh-huh. The verb following is very vague. That's funny. Okay, so, th- so that's what I did. Let it be known. He does not believe in the flat earth. He had another thing he was doing for a while where he stares at the sun. Oh, sun gazing. And he said, no, if you learn to do it correctly and ease your way into it, it's, it's actually great. And his vision has gotten better. Okay. Well... So. Haven't tried it. Then I asked him some more questions about that today. And he said, well, why are you even trying to know? Why are you asking about that? All of a sudden, you're going to try to make me sound bad. So, Oh, geez. Okay. So we'll leave that out. Just because something is difficult or unpleasant doesn't make it good for you. I'm just going to put that out there. So uh, I'll just show you. These are the posts that I got from him. Oh, wow. Okay. So Ross is scrolling, 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 scrolling. This is all Wiley. No, Ross. Scrolling, scrolling. Ross. Okay. A little bit of Ross. Back to Wiley. Wiley, 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 Wiley. Ross, 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 Wiley, Ross, Wiley, 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 Wiley. Yeah, that's um, that's a lot of text. <laughs> yeah, he had a lot to say, and and it got a little combative from time to time. Uh-huh. And he shared our episode in a post on Facebook and tagged eighty four of his closest friends. Oh wow! So they all chimed in, and they sent me tons of links and more posts that look like you. You can kind of tell a urine post from a mile away because it's shaped like a rectangle. There's no carriage returns. It's just a solid wall of text from left to right. How strange. A dense rectangle, a very few punctuation marks. Why is this this like a particular urine's style? Well, it's just at least, I mean, I've read so much now and I just feel that kept popping out at me. He added me to a group that he helps moderate called Urine Therapy. The Real Universal Remedy, in all caps. It's a closed group, uh, but there's, as we speak, 5,459 members. Okay. So, good-sized group. A lot of people drinking their pee out there. And a lot of people just sharing questions, observations, videos that they've shot of themselves. Now, let me ask you this. I'm in several Flat Earth groups on Facebook, and I would say the Flat Earth groups tend to be a good two-thirds unbelievers who are there to mm-hmm. be jerks to the believers. What do you think the ratio is here of non-pee drinkers who just think this is funny? Less than one in 12, okay. I, if even present. 
Oh, okay. So you're not seeing that a lot. At I'm least. not. Okay. Actually, I can't think of an instance where I have. So okay. that was total supposition on my part. Okay. So it might be all true believers. And and I just... Believers. I, I kept seeing that where there'd be this giant block of text, maybe with some all caps words and emojis stuck in. Uh-huh. And it, it felt like its own oh, flavor weird. of posting. Can, can you show me one or yeah. is it hard to pull up? Oh, yeah. So many of them, you click on it and it says, continue reading. And then, you know, it's going to pop up in a new window and it'll look like this. we got a few line breaks in that one. Yeah, that one's not as strange. But it's but, very long. But yeah, very long and like no sense of where a paragraph break should go. Huh. That is really weird. That seems so specific. I mean, I feel like it's probably not indicative of anything except how much we learn from our peers and just do whatever it seems our peers are doing. There's another one. Huh. I've read a lot of flat earth posts as well, and they don't have that same feeling. There's just a visual quality to it. Yeah, that's weird. So everybody there is really helpful for anybody who's trying something out, has a question. Hey, cut my finger, put pee on this. Why isn't it healed yet? Mm -hmm. People say, oh, you need to use aged urine. They'll all chime in. And there's always an underlying assumption that pee is the answer. Sure. P is the miracle. There's a lot of effusive praise for P and all the things it can do, golden elixir, all of that kind of stuff. And no possible option, of course, that it could not be the cure. So right. There's no right. there's no opportunity for disconfirmation. Right, right. We're working from the solution and going backwards. Right. So we're here to collect miracle stories. Right. And if you don't have your miracle yet, well, you know, get back to work, drink a lot more pee, and come back when you have a miracle. Then then we'll listen to you. Right, right. So he posted the episode and had all these people chime in. And a lot of people did. And they provided me a ton of feedback. uh, Positive? I was thankful for. I don't think they liked you as much. Great. A lot of people had uh, things to say about that woman and, oh, she needs to try this. And, oh, LOL, she had diarrhea. That's just the first sign of purging. And when I did it, mine smelled like petrol. Uh, She just needs to get past that phase and then it'll start getting better. Okay. So anytime, especially early on in your pee drinking, if anything bad happens, that's just the body first learning this. And sometimes, yeah, you'll have some negative reactions reactions but then it's all gravy from there on out mm-hmm. okay well you didn't have diarrhea but what did you do right that was different from me yeah i had one loose stool well i i think they just thought i took it more seriously ah than you did and you were making all those grossed out sounds and they just thought that was immature hmm. so yeah people were ragging cool. on you yeah great um, huh. you also made grossed out sounds and did all the same things but cool somehow they, this uh, is a really cool theme that <laughs> comes up with our haters where we'll do the exact same thing and then they'll be like we hate carrie for doing this thing they both did uh, you're gonna go and it could also be just that they knew i was the one tagged there and yeah it. fair enough and i don't think anyone took the the time to look up your name oh that's so you're just <laughs> basically right, the enough. woman she <laughs> that woman so on this post one guy just posted article after article after article and it became very clear that he had just done just a google search and pasted in a bunch of links for me to read because one was from the skeptics dictionary on urine oh and so I posted that one back and said, hey, you might want to read that one a little more closely because <laughs> oh, no. it wasn't quite pro-urine. Uh, but lots of videos. So I watched all of those. There's one woman who says, hey, happy to chime in with my experience. I've been practicing over two decades now. And uh, so she shared a you know, 16 minute video or so which I watched while I soaked my foot in urine and and swished it in my mouth. And so then I said I watched that, and she sent me an hour and 40 minutes worth of additional videos. 
Oh, wow. Of her. So I did not watch all of those. That's a lot to watch. Uh, they, even for you. They sent me videos of this guy. And oh, oh no, actually, he sent, I recognize him. He sent me that video of himself. Oh, okay. And so he does a variety of things with his piece. So he was scrubbing his feet. He was taking uh, kind of showers where he had poured all over himself his aged urine, and then he would take a water shower after that. Uh, he would sip the urine up his nose. Oh, my God, no. Yeah, that was probably the hardest thing to watch of anything I've seen oh here. Oh, my God. Yeah, my book said to use a neti pot with urine in it. Oh, yes, I've seen yeah. many mentions of using neti pots. Oh, yeah, lots more long videos and things to listen to. Oh, this guy posted a video of himself and another guy drinking their aged urine and they had this cask and it had all of this sediment at the bottom of the aged urine oh god they were saying no that's a good sign somehow uh, and he was he's a good looking fella and uh, he had bright white shiny teeth and okay. yeah you know, looking healthy i gotta say a lot of these people are looking good mm-hmm. they pride themselves on that uh they point out when other people don't look as good oh great so any critic of urine therapy they'll point out how sallow and uh, aged and horrible they look great and there seems to be a widespread belief here that urine will kind of make you live forever. It's the fountain of youth. Oh, cool. And I have yet to hear of a urine therapy advocate who has lived past 116, but uh, I guess we'll see. Well, that's pretty long. We'll see. Oh, but yes, you're right. It's not forever. Right. I'm saying I haven't heard of anybody (laughs) breaking the rules of normal human mortality. Right. Gotcha. Uh, Mm -hmm. But uh, there's a lot of emphasis placed on that. But they're also talking about their... Diets, a lot of them are, well, even breatharians, where they say they're not Mm. eating any food. Are they? Okay. We're a little skeptical of that. Yep, me too. They're saying that they maybe eat only raw food. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they eat a lot of fruit and okay. not very many other things. They talk about the exercise that they're getting. So all of that, all of those things are good things to do for your body. Yes. Well, not all of them, but some of those are healthy things to do that maybe would have an effect on your overall appearance and healthiness right. a- apart from urine. This is why we isolate variables when we study things in science. Right. But just endless, endless stories of people who were allergic to things and now we're not. Wiley, oh, that's going to be like me. Wiley had stories about that now he can get near pets where before he couldn't Uh, okay oh goodness i know i'm just i'm gonna hear it from all angles about all of these things very often they would post something where someone had been critical of urine therapy and it would be sort of a come on everybody let's go get on that youtube video and downvote it Uh, and uh let's educate this person and oh it was so good to see all of you teaching him and putting him in his place Uh, so a lot of that kind of communal action let's Mm -hmm. go get him Mm -hmm. Did I tell you about or send you the video of the guy being interviewed who's who's been drinking his urine every day for a, a long, long time and was super well-spoken? Okay, this doesn't seem like it's ringing a bell for you. Mm-mm. So yeah, I, I watched this one interview and it was he was on a podcast, but it was a taped podcast. So it was on YouTube. Oh, you told me about it, but yeah, I didn't okay. see Okay, what was wild was as he was describing his process of, you know, deciding how much to drink and how often and so on. He said, well, I tried being breatharian but only lasted a month and you know and failed and then I tried cycling everything that comes out of my body but uh but I found myself going to the bathroom quite a lot so then I decided to just do the urine and I think the application was he was eating his own poop okay yeah all right and the host didn't seem to quite catch it Hmm. unless I misinterpreted but I don't know what else cycling everything that comes out of your body would mean oh I remember reading the quote as you shared it with me and it seemed pretty clear that was the only reading of that yep 
Uh, no thanks. A lot of people have stories of being rejected by those around them. And Wiley had a lot of that. He said close family had cast him aside for his health beliefs. And uh, yeah, that's terrible. There's never, never any cause for that. Right, right. So so if you do have a urine drinker in your life, uh, embrace them. For sure. You know, and it's hard to know without knowing Wiley's family members what that looks like. Right, and what else may have been involved. Uh, I got to say, he's got a bit of a temper, and mm-hmm. uh, he's going to get mad at me for saying that, but he does. Right. I've certainly met, and I'm not saying this is what's happening here because I couldn't know, but I've certainly met people who say, oh, so-and-so rejected me because of my religious beliefs or because mm-hmm. I, I'm a Democrat and they're a Republican. And sometimes it turns out like, oh, you guys just had a falling out. And, right. Yeah. Or you were hard to know. you were really aggressive. Right. And, uh, and then you're... You're blaming the other person for not being open-minded. Your aggression, enough. yeah. Yep. I got a lot of friend requests from people from Wiley's friend list uh, who wanted to Aww. talk to me about P. I'm That's guessing nice. or comment on my things. I don't know. And I got a couple messages from people who I think were interested in coming on the show to represent. Oh, okay. Uh, their, Good to know their position. So their positions. So maybe maybe we'll have a conversation with someone. And every urine therapy advocate you speak to will lead off by telling you just how many years. They They've been doing this. Oh, right. Okay. Wiley's been yeah, a practitioner for three years. Okay. But there were people posting who've been doing this for 10 years, multiple decades, all matter of lengths of time. Impressive. And so uh, so clearly it's not going to kill you right away. That's for sure. For most people. But whoever it does kill right away won't be posting in the Facebook group. Fair yeah. enough. But yeah, I don't think it's all that dangerous. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still going with this being safe. Uh-huh. <laughs> That felt like the beginning of a sentence that you just gave up on. I feel like I should offer a proviso, but I don't have one ready. Yeah, fair enough. Well, maybe we'll have them on. Hard to know. We'll have to feel it out. But that does sound like good listening. And you know what else is good listening? I would say another podcast from Maximum Fun. Exactly like this one. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne, and justice is within your reach. My mom refuses to take my phone calls. My boyfriend says I should take our cats with me to graduate school, but I think he should keep them. In the court of Judge John Hodgman, justice rules. My partner's board game collection is out of control. My sister won't stop stealing my clothes. I'm Judge John Hodgman. I'm tough, but fair. fair. I'll bring you justice, and I'm only a click away. Tipping. Automotive etiquette. Siblings. Roommates. If you've got a case, go to MaximumFun.org slash J-J-H-O. Judge John Hodgman is tough, but fair. Tough, but fair. Subscribe to the podcast today. Judge John Hodgman rules. That is all. Hey, Carrie, I got something for you. Oh, yeah. What is it? Is it P? No, it's a Jumbotron. Oh, a Jumbotron. That is so much better. Uh, right? That's a thousand times better than P. <laughs> and this one is from Ellen to Jason. Oh. My old pals, Jason and Ellen. And she says, happy birthday to my little brother and best friend. I'm so glad we have the same sense of humor and I love talking on rack with you. Have the best day and a better year. That's so sweet. Aw. They sound very cute, Jason and Ellen. Well, happy birthday, Jason. Happy birthday. Oh, and everybody really wanted us to mention, I I thought we did mention that blood goes through the kidneys and gets filtered, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people emphasize they need to mention that urine is just blood plasma ultra filtrate. And I think were these urine drinkers who were saying this? Yes, but they they were very insistent on the fact that we mentioned that it's just filtered blood people. 
Oh, right. It's all urine I is. I thought so. we talked about that. I thought so, too. Okay. Some of them said Maybe they, they felt hem- it wasn't summarily emphasized. Yeah. So there was a lot of emphasis on that. Okay. Uh, trying to early on disarm the disgust factor. So right. it's, it's just filtered blood. Okay. Hey, that's the first thing that you ever drank. You were, oh. in, as a fetus, you mm-hmm. were inside your amniotic sac, and mm-hmm. that fluid is mostly your own urine. Yep. That's uh, true. They used the I term- I looked that up recently mm-hmm. and was like, ugh. But, but it is true. It was referred to as a fountain of youth, the golden elixir. Uh, here's a quote from one of the comments on Facebook. It literally repairs any cell in your body. Literally. Literally. Great to know. I noticed a lot of, I don't know, almost urine judgment as well. Just people talking about how clear other people's urine is or isn't and uh, whether they Do we want it to be clear? I guess so. I guess clearer okay. pee is better. But then you get comments like this, which I kind of liked. One woman wrote, it's always perfect, no matter how clean, clear, or cloudy it can be at that moment in time. Uh, it's always an accurate natural prescription medicine for oneself, 100% personalized and uh-huh. on point with the most divine precision, exclamation mark. You know, I'm not surprised by a comment like that because we hear it a lot. Like with ayahuasca, it finds whatever it is you need and gives it to you. And even if mm-hmm. you thought you had a bad experience, you didn't. I also heard it actually on a, a panel about medical marijuana where there were a a bunch of people who were genuine good practitioners of medicine. And then there was one guy who was just like a little bit hippy dippy about his claims and he was he was very fun to watch. But one of the things he said is, Well, marijuana will just find whatever's wrong with you and it will just it and it answers it. It knows what your body needs, no matter what it needs. Wow. But nothing does that. I feel like this community is so on the defensive because yeah, understandably, people mm-hmm. have the yick factor. Yeah. And the second you mention doing urine therapy, you're kind of an outcast of of sorts. And so there's just so much, so much built in readiness to get into a fight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, let's glom onto this person. Let's just sort of attack them. One time they had shared a YouTube video of this guy. And there was this call, oh, come on, let's tell them what for. So this woman wrote, I'm so proud of each and every comment you wonderful peeps have left there. Even if he's still neglecting it, some people need time to break through the old paradigm. Be kind and patient with him. This is all sounding good. I think it's slowly paying off. And please keep disliking the video. It's so great how it's gone up to 80 dislikes now because this is a sure way to draw the attention of newbies to the comments section where there's a free seminar on urine therapy going on. Oh, geez. Yeah, so kind of mixed messages there. But yeah, yeah it gets very combative very quickly, especially in public forums. And, yeah. And there's this urge to quickly contain any potential thing that might be a counter to the, the message. Uh-huh. One guy posted a photo of his hand that had a pretty bad gash in it. It cut deeply into the skin near the tip of his, it looks like, index finger. And he said, hello, group. I cut my fingertip on the side, lost a lot of blood, put urine now blood has no. stopped, but now my arm is feeling cold. Ooh, I, no, no, no. I'm, no, 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 no. I'm scared, and it's feeling sore. Oh, boy. This sounds terrible. Yeah, go to the hospital. And this was uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. So, is the guy still active on Facebook? That's a good question. Uh, yeah, they, they posted within the last few days. So okay, great. Looks like they made it. But one person wrote, don't be crazy, go to a doctor. Yeah. And that got three laugh icons. Oh, 
no. Next person said, did you soak your finger in urine for a good while? I had a similar cut a while back, soaked it in my urine and it healed really quickly and well. (laughs) Then they said, also drink up, help your immune response. Then one person said, antiseptic cream and GP, general practitioner. Hey, there we go. Yeah. That's good advice. This started a little flame war with another commenter who said, hey, surprised at the doctor recommendation here. UT, urine therapy, is known to deal with sepsis and even gangrene. And then the original poster wrote back, there's still a place for them. And then someone else chimed in and said, LOL, not for a simple cut. I use urine when my dog's bite would certainly use. Didn't he say like lopped off part of his finger? Here, I'll show you the cut. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's a deep cut. So it it was a debate that went back and forth about whether you need doctors or not. You do. I mean... I mean, not that you have to run to the doctor every time you get hurt, but I mean, if you have a deep cut, you don't want to invite bacteria into that. You get a bunch of people sharing their stories of, well, I had this really terrible accident and I used urine and I'm A-OK. One person wrote, doctors are for people who do not know who they are and are not aware of the power of urine. Urine is the only substance that is not foreign to the body. You are the doctor. The master of your body should be you, the divine within, God in the flesh. Be patient and trust in your medicine, or you can be Dr. Frankenstein's patient. He will stitch you back together. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you know, also I think it's easy to look at one of these and see a hundred comments that say, urine worked for me, urine worked for me. Well, Mm -hmm. yes, you're in this group. So yeah, you think that urine worked for you, and that is why you are here. All the people who got sicker aren't going to be joining the urine therapy group. Right. Another person writes, don't worry, you're fine. I chopped the whole tip of my index finger off one night and didn't go to the doctor. Since I knew they couldn't do anything, it healed up just fine. (sighs) Another person wrote, looks fine. Keep up the urine. Another wrote, keep your finger continuously dipped in old shivambu for at least two hours and see magic. Oh my God. Have you read the memoir, Education? by Tara Westover? I have not. Okay. It just came out this year. It is the best book I read all year, and I have read 40 books this year. Oh. And oh my gosh, it's so good. It's one of the best memoirs I've ever read. But- uh, I'm sorry, say the name again? Educated by Tara Westover. I, okay, I've seen the cover, but I- Oh my yeah. God, it's so well-written. Awesome. And may, I'm deciding. It's definitely in the top two or three memoirs I've ever read, and you know I love oh, a memoir. Carrie reads memoirs like I nobody's love business. Love a memoir. Her family didn't believe in clinical medicine, I guess you'd say, and only trusted essential oils and naturopaths and things, and sometimes just wouldn't even use that. Hmm. And she tells stories of, you know, like her dad getting burnt from head to toe in a terrible explosion and just laying on the couch and not doing anything to treat it. And all these characters survive. It is true. It is hard to kill the human body and you might survive, but that doesn't mean that it's like the best way to be healthy and thrive. Yeah. And- you're risking not being alive. Yeah. What? Well, it makes me want to read that book. Yo, oh, it's so good. It is so good. Her parents actually own an essential oils company somewhere in like Utah, I want to say, that's like very, very successful. Uh, they are fundamentalist Mormons. Wow. Yeah. It's wild. a wild book. Y'all got to read it. Yeah. Best book of the year. Okay. Yeah. Oh, speaking of books, Ross, I have some news about Drink Your Own Water. So that's the book that you read? That's the book I read. It is by Tony Scazzaro. So a listener we have who I believe she's a former Mooney or she her family might be Moonies. She's written to me a few times and she said, hey, um, since you mentioned that Drink Your Own Water opens with a preface from Lady Dr. Kim, I know who that is. Oh. Lady Dr. Kim is 
she is one of the heads of the Unification Church, also known as the Moonies. Oh, speaking of guns. So then, yes. So then she said, so I bet this Tony Scazzaro guy is a Moonie. And Uh um, so I did a little digging around online. And sure enough, he is a writer for a Unification Church website. And yes, and she is a leader in that church. Okay. So there you go. The Moonies might be drinking their own urine. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, I wonder if it's just a subcurrent that flows within the movement? <laughs> I'm guessing so, because I I mean, I tried to find other writings on urine in the Unification Church, and it doesn't seem like it's a, a particularly a potent well. <laughs> Nicely done. I just want to say I opened up another bottle of beer and poured it in the same cup and I'm drinking <laughs> it. <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. So you got a little bit of homeopathic. Yes. Ross combined urine. And speaking of your urine, let's come back to this fennel situation. Okay. All right, so my cheek is a little bit itchy, maybe a little bit puffy. My throat's itchy. Okay. So I didn't die. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess, I'd say I'm still allergic. I had a, a few ways that this miracle could have worked. I, I'm generally a healthy person, but uh, I do have the eczema. Mm-hmm. That did not go away. It's still itchy. Mm-hmm. I'm almost tempted to keep trying this. but Drinking I'll... my pee? No, soaking my foot, but I kind of want to oh. be done with it too. Yeah, stop. I, I did empty out my aged urine, so... That's good. I guess this is a good time to stop. Also, uh, tomorrow is your wedding anniversary. Don't smell like pee. Good call. Good call. <laughs> How many years is it? 18. 18 years! Yeah. Coming... And you got married when you were 18. Right. So that means yeah, sometime in the not-too-distant future, I've, I've written the date down somewhere, I will have been married longer than I have not been married. That's so nuts. They've been good years. Aw, that's great. Yeah. I'm, and uh, you got a, a fantastic kid out of it. Yeah, a 17-year-old. You do the math. Yeah. <laughs> oh, carry the one. Uh, move the six <laughs> That's over it. Here. There's just the one, yeah. <laughs> well, I have had Ella for over a decade now. Hey. Yeah, crazy, right? Puzzle tough. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I also had a cold when I started urine therapy. And And, it's gone? Well, it took the normal amount of time for a cold to go away. And then But it's gone? No. I had a lingering cough, as I sometimes get. But it's gone? No. Still still there. So (laughs) the urine therapy did not help that cough go away. So there were a couple chances for miracles here. Neither of them occurred. And my body temperature went up and down pretty wildly on the days that I drank my urine. Interesting. Yeah, like there there were times where I was like convinced I had a fever, but then, you know, it would take my temperature a couple hours later, it'd be normal, and then it would get, get really hot on my head again. And I, I did read about this effect that you might have a fever that comes and goes if you drink a bunch of your own urine. So if you start to feel sick, maybe just stop. But you know what? That's those are just the purgings happening. It's gonna get better. Oh yeah, it's all those. The toxins. medicine is perfect. It knows exactly what your body needs. You know, it's funny. We talk. They talk about toxins a lot in these alternative medicine worlds, and then we're drinking our own pee, and we're like, "That's <laughs> that's fine." You're <laughs> right. <sighs> oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah. Anytime you say anything within the urine therapy group about things not going well, the answer is more urine. Uh, more urine. More weight, he said. And more, more and better urine. I challenge our listeners to not Google the reference I just made and email me and tell me what it was. What did you say? More weight, he said. Well, we cut that out because we don't want to give it away. But, but, but Ross remembered. It, uh, not his name, but at least the situation. Yes. <laughs> uh, his or her 
Uh-huh. Uh, who knows? <laughs> um, so, Ross, hey. what would you give urine therapy on a pseudoscience Wait, wait, scale? who's Ross? Oh, you're... Uh, isn't that your... Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Good memory. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what would you give it on a pseudoscience scale? Or one something that's just scientific. So 100% not pseudoscientific, okay. right? Okay. Like vaccines do not cause autism. That's true. And then 10 is something very pseudoscientific. Like the sperm of a goat drunk every morning will cure your eczema. Oh, goodness. I'm conflicted on this. And I know I'm going to hear about it so much. They're uh-huh. going to... Don't let that influence They're you. They're going to bomb me. Oh, I won't. Be honest. There's, I'll start with the score. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Very pseudoscience-y. Mm-hmm. There's some good things that urine can do. Mm-hmm. We have we have ways of extracting those useful compounds. And I know they're going to vehemently disagree. No, no, no. You need the whole thing together. It's your body's perfect, blah, blah, blah. They don't know how it works exactly. Mm-hmm. They have various theories and everybody, everybody has their own idea about what you're supposed to do and how and when and with what. And it's just so mishmash. But but there's no unified theory there. Mm-hmm. No UT about mm-hmm. UT <laughs> and how it exactly works. And just so much supposition and taking little half truths like, mm-hmm. oh, look, you know, urea in high concentration killed off, you know, this tumor. Oh, right. Therefore... If you drink it, it will somehow magically do the same thing. Uh, so I feel there's just so much compensating for lack of actual scientific knowledge by saying, oh, well, it's just a free thing. So the scientific community is going to try to quash it because they want to make money. Right. And you get into that conspiratorial thinking. There's a lot of that going on. So I think this whole field is just so rife with pseudoscience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm giving it an eight. All right. I think I'm going to have to give it a 10. Okay. I feel like this is its biggest weak spot, though, is that mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it's so close to being right and then so devastatingly wrong, which mm-hmm. is kind of what pseudoscience feels like to me. Because, yeah. like, the sort of analogy of vaccines that they use, where, okay, you're mm-hmm. taking your body has already processed certain toxins or experiences and kind of learned how to overcome them, but it sends those antibodies and whatnot into the urine. So you reintroduce them, and now you're getting those antibodies back. Right. It's like, yeah, that almost makes sense, but you need to test it and see if it is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, Before you make these broad declarations. Yeah. You don't just get to say, like, it could be like this. So it probably is. Mm-hmm. It might not be like that. A lot of argumentation by analogy. Yeah. And so much reliance upon testimonial. Right. My buddy Wiley's telling me lots of interesting stories, really cool things about how his life has gotten better. And right. That's great. I'm glad to hear all of that. But we can't know the counterfactual. We can't know what happened without urine. And what if he hadn't done all the running that he does? Right. Uh, you know, he's a fit looking guy. He's looking good. Got a great body. Nice. Uh, but he also eats well, you mm-hmm. know, and exercises. And he does a lot of fasting. So you can't uh, you can't give all the credit to urine. Right, but I'm glad that it's not affecting him negatively. That's good. Which seems to be, at least for all those people, they're saying that I also wonder and kind of worry for people in that community, if bad things happen to them, they probably either can't admit it Mm -hmm. or have to somehow sweep it under the rug. Right, which happens with so many of these extraordinary claims. Yeah, which is a bit dangerous as well. So danger rating, what would you say, Carrie, where one is something eh, not very dangerous, like uh, you brush your teeth? Uh-huh. With uh, toothpaste with fluoride. Yeah, that's not only safe, it's advisable. And 10 is something incredibly dangerous. You 
take a metal rasp and use that to brush your teeth. What's a rasp? That has the sharp metal hooks on it for roughly cutting down wood oh. or metal. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, like, you just put that in your mouth and rub oh, that around. Ross, that's such a bad idea. Don't do that, anybody. If that's a 10, um, see, we're going to hear it from all corners no matter what. We give this on danger rating. Oh, yes. So I'm just going to stick in the middle here. I'm going to say five. Okay. I do think, I okay, so here, here are the good things about drinking one's own pee. It's mostly water. Your body is somewhat familiar with it. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to ingest some totally foreign, confusing bacteria you've never encountered. That's a guess on my part. I'm no scientist. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you're also going to ingest a lot of bacteria that isn't meant to go into your gut. Uh, it was supposed to be flushed out. It's mm-hmm. all the stuff your body rejected. <laughs> not a oh, great call. They hate that argument. They're going to be so mad at you for saying that. <laughs> Sorry, but carry guys. On. I like you. And clearly it it makes a lot of people sick. Mm -hmm. Like I read a lot of stories of people getting sick. Definitely putting it on your wounds seems like a terrible idea. (laughs) And most importantly, telling people to use this instead of going to the doctor when they have a serious medical condition is very, very bad. Yeah, that's where it gets really dangerous. Yeah, I... I feel like I want to give it a, I'll just say a four. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that dangerous. I think if you do it casually, yeah. then you're not going to really hurt yourself. And it seems to be tied to healthy ways of living. So, uh, you know, you might actually end up looking pretty good. if not Like a if it pulls smelly. you into communities that also eat well and exercise yeah, and things. Yeah, So So there's that. But yeah, when I see posts like that where someone's asking for medical advice yeah. and they're being told, yeah, just, you know, keep peeing on it. You know, you'll be fine. Where there's no personal responsibility for that other human being yeah. who's scared and needs help. That's where it gets dangerous. And, and also just that urge to sort of hide any bad reactions and just paint this unified message of oh we're doing so well we're so happy we're the best we're better than all of you right Uh, you know what i gotta say that was a disturbing kind of comment that i saw where people would say something along the lines of oh well those people are gonna die young anyway so screw uh them or how they don't know about this medicine so they're just gonna they're just gonna end up sick and obese It's kind of gross. When I was a Christian, I had a very Christian boyfriend who one time we were waiting at a restaurant for a booth and the host didn't see us and gave the booth to somebody else first. And my boyfriend turned to me and said, well, they're probably going to hell anyway. Sincerely. Like that's what made him feel better about us not getting that booth. (laughs) That's that's suitable punishment for giving away a booth to somebody else. (laughs) No, no. people who got it it wasn't even the host oh no yeah, yeah. oh my god oh yeah, wow kind of thinking's not so good for nope. the for the body and belly <laughs> that should be a big red flag if yeah. you hear a sentiment like that coming yeah. out of your mouth anyway um yeah so we agree some harm not a in practice probably not gonna hurt you but there's definitely that undercurrent of keeping you away from yeah real cures and i'm actually more concerned about people who use it for topical wounds than mm-hmm. people who ingest it mm-hmm. because your bo- your gut can deal with some pretty good shit sending it directly into your bloodstream not great for reals yeah and the people who inject it i don't people inject it yeah i told I you about that this. in the last episode Ugh. That's a terrible idea. Do not do that. Do not do that. <laughs> but it's just filtered blood, Carrie. Oh, wow. Good point. <laughs> That's such a good point. I never thought about it that way. What about creepiness? What about nuts? What about nuts? Are you still allergic to nuts? 
this is a reference to our cancer clinic episode. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't just lose my mind. I, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I still say that whenever I see nuts. Now, what about yep, nuts? I saw some at the LA County Fair, a huge stand of nuts, and I almost took a picture and sent it to you, but I didn't. <laughs> okay, so what would you give this on a creepiness rating where one is something that's just not creepy? Like your beautiful wife, Kara, says, happy Aww. anniversary, honey, Aww. and she kisses you, Ooh. and she's wearing a beautiful negligee, Whoa. and <laughs> she takes you to the bedroom <laughs> I mean, and then she says I got you a whole day where you can just read <laughs> she puts books on your bed and closes the door and she goes to Kinko's in her negligee <laughs> yeah it's not creepy it's just strange confusing alright <laughs> okay and then 10 is something very creepy like your beautiful wife Kara comes up to you and she oh. kisses you and she says, Ooh. Happy anniversary, honey. Oh. And she's wearing a beautiful negligee. Mm. And then she pulls off her wig and it's your son, Andrew. Okay, <laughs> you're twisted. <laughs> you're a weird, twisted person. Uh, <laughs> I think Carrie's very proud of that. Oh, goodness. But it's creepy, right? It's all kinds of creepy. That's a 10. There's a bit, especially with just the videos that I watched and getting glimpses into other people's bathrooms as they pour urine on themselves and swish it around. We have a response to urine. Uh, uh, some of it comes from culture, but a lot of it comes from the evolution. smell. Yeah, we've we've been conditioned to find this stuff gross. And uh, not, I I don't even know if conditioned is even the word. Like we evolved. Yeah, I'm, I'm to tr- not drink our pee. Yeah, and that's why it smells bad. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's why true. trash smells bad. So you won't want to eat it. Like we are trained. Our brains are like that is bad for you so i'll make it unpleasant to smell yeah that's why we don't have a little extra organ that collects it and then he shoots it back up into the body right because uh that could work yeah it if, could if happened. you were a designer you know this is more gross out and yick factor than anything Agree. than than actual creepiness but it's going to be our substitute for creepiness here so i i'm going to give it a seven i feel like this gets a a big reaction especially from Boy, our listeners, mm-hmm. th- there's been a wide range of responses, but for some people, this is just disgusting. Yeah. I, I would say my level of reaction has actually uh, tapered a bit. Yeah. I- After a little bit, you're like, eh, salty water. Well, for me, I've been adding it to things. I, so. I had mornings where I would wake up and dread the the whole process. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm going to have to go be yep. in the cup. Oh, there was one morning where I, I rolled over in bed and said to Drew, I have to pee, but I don't want to go do it because I know I have to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> so I had those mornings, but but there were other mornings where I was like, ma, all right, got to do it. Just don't think about it. Yeah. Gulp. Done. Yep. Good job. It, so it gets easier, but I'm saying seven. That checks out. Yeah, I'm with you that it's definitely grosser than it is creepy. But since creepy and gross kind of play with the same area of my brain, mm-hmm. I'll join you. I'll say seven. Okay. What about on a pocket drainer scale where one is something not very pocket draining? You pay someone back for lunch on Venmo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where I've done it. I just did that with you with Indian food the other day. That's why it came to mind when ah, I was thinking of financial interactions. Very good. Whereas 10 is something incredibly draining, like someone gets the password to your Venmo account, sends themselves <laughs> a bunch of money, and empties your debit account. Oh, shit. Okay. Yikes. Um, It is a one. This is where it does very, very well. Mm-hmm. It is the cheapest quote-unquote medicine you could possibly drink and... 
I think this is why it does as well as it does. We have a healthcare crisis where people can't afford medicine in many cases. Mm. And telling yourself that there is a medicine that comes straight out of you and is perfect is probably a very tempting placebo for a lot of people. Fair. Yeah. I, I'm with you. One, there's no cost associated with this. Uh, you know, you can buy a book, uh, but mm-hmm. it seems people are very cavalier about sharing these books online and, and this information online. So there's really no cost to entry. You just need a container to put your urine in. Yeah. I mean, we could stretch this as we always can. Mm-hmm. We could stretch this and say, well, if you get sick, then what you is, finally have to go to the ER or what whatever. What is but. the human cost of ignoring real medical emergencies? Sure. Right. On the very last page of Drink Your Own Water, mm-hmm. page 102, he says, most people simply cannot afford conventional or even alternative medical treatments. Their best solution is this free God-given remedy. And I think he hit the nail on the head more than he meant to there. Yeah. And I think we'd be the first to say there are real problems with our medical system and the payment system yeah, involved insurance. with it. Insurance is yeah. a bloody mess. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. The bills that uh, are generated by hospitals are arbitrary. Yeah. And we're talking here about the United States. There are some systems that are better and worse. But yes, yes, uh, it's a huge problem. So that's all true. There is a profit motive Mm -hmm. in in medicine. Usually when we're critiquing other remedies, there's a profit motive there as well. Mm -hmm. But we can't point to that with urine therapy. So yeah, definitely low on the pocket drainer value. Yep. Okay. What what about (laughs) hot drinks rating? (laughs) <laughs> i guess i have to give it a thumbs up thumbs up thank goodness we didn't put a number value to this one a warm but yeah, a warm drink you rating want to drink a hot drink <laughs> you got it but maybe not the best drink not good at all well that's it for our show our theme music is by brian keith dalton this episode was edited by ross blotter i always do a final edit on all of our episodes and sometimes we Ah. don't record it in time for victor to do his amazing pass sometimes i do a pass so uh so thank you victor for all your hard work but we won't make you do this now our administrative manager is ian kramer you can support us by going to maximumfund.org forward slash donate and become a member say that you love this show then the money goes to us and we can do more crazy investigations like this one but maybe not as gross please do or if you uh, did not like this show come onto our facebook page leave us a long blocks of text <laughs> about uh, urine therapy and what we missed great i won't read that you can also follow us on facebook.com forward slash on rack or twitter at ono podcast o-h-n-o-p-o-d-c-a-s-t those are all great ways to interact with us and hey we've got exciting news yeah we do you guys when we did the max fun drive we had a few goals going and as you know one of them was to drink our own pee thank god that is over But another one was to do our very first national tour, and we said we would do at least three cities, one on either coast and one somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. And we have started to build our list, so we'll be in Minneapolis on November 18th at the Ice House. Nice house. Nice house. We'll be in Seattle on January 19th to 20th for PodCon, and we'll be in Nashville from May 31st to June 2nd for PodX. We're still building this list, baby. Yeah. If you want to sign up for PodX, you can go to podX.com slash O-N-O, O-H-N-O, and sign up there. That's the best way to do it. There you 
ago. I'm sure you can all find the tickets for these other cities as well. You're enterprising. You get it. But we'll definitely share those as we get them on Facebook, on yes, we will. Twitter. But also, do you live in Sydney, Australia? Are you listening to this right now? Well, you should join me next week. At the Skeptics Convention, the Australian Skeptics. I'll be there. I'm speaking. Come you're, out. You're on a panel with Susan Blackmore. I am. I wasn't at all nervous about speaking in front of hundreds of people because I've done it before. Mm-hmm. But I've never been on a panel with Susan Blackmore. And I saw that she responded to a group email with all of the panelists. And I was like, <gasps> why is Susan Blackmore writing to me? Oh, God, she's on the panel. <laughs> and now I'm nervous. Fair. Yeah. She's a big deal. You I guys. would be too. Yeah. Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by... (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, And remember... Have you been doing any urine therapy on this trip yourself? Yeah, I I do it every day. Do you? I mean, I've been doing it every day, pretty much every day for... For the last six years. And I saw that you uh, fasted on your own urine for Mm -hmm. some time. How long did you fast for? I did a 30-day urine fast. Oh, Um, my goodness. No food or water. Um, It was just urine. Um, I tried tried looping everything that I produced, but... um, I ended up, I was going like every 15 minutes, <laughs> uh, so I had to cut back a bit. But yeah, um, but yeah it was just, just urine. Friendly Fire is a war movie podcast, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to it. Boy, I'll say, you know, a lot of people, Ben and Adam might not initially watch a war movie podcast. What's in it for me, they say. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what's in it for you. What's in it for you is a biting socio-political commentary, uh, scattered dick and fart jokes. <laughs> and a lot of history. Like, there's the depicted wars, but also the history of the time period that these films were made and released. They're very telling. So download Friendly Fire every Friday from your favorite podcatcher or MaximumFun.org. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.